Welcome to Axios Church Online. We're so excited you had joined us here on our online campus. We hope this message encouraged you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy this message. Duration happens. There's nothing better than the presence of God. Amen, amen. Isn't God good? Come on, isn't God good? I don't need a sleepy church this morning. I need a live church. Isn't God good? Amen, amen. I got to be honest with you, I had two versions of our message today, message. We had a longer version and a shorter version, okay? My, our boys are playing, cha- our, our, our boys are in a tournament right now, playing soccer, and they lost, so you're getting the long version of the sermon today, amen. We ain't going to championship, all right? Son, you did a great job, all right? They're probably watching right now. But, um, but we started a series la- a couple weeks ago um, called Threads, and um, We've been, I came off a six-week sabbatical, and my mind has been going crazy, and God has been dropping these nuggets in, in, my, in my heart and my mind, and um, I had these sermons that really didn't fit in a sermon series. You know, when you're a pastor, you put these things in sermon series, they kind of flow. None of these flowed, so we got with the team and like, hey, let's just make a sermon series of just random stuff. So this is Threads, and, and um, the first two weeks, man, we've had an amazing time um, God really impacted my life because all these things that we have been talking about are not just for me to speak to you. They're things that I'm dealing with as well. I'm not one of those pastors, and you know this, that I'm just a, a motivational speaker. I'm here to just encourage you. No, no, no I'm here to convict you as I'm getting convicted. Yes. Amen. And, and, and that's where we can actually grow in the Lord. Where it's not me on a platform, on a pedestal, and you're looking at me as your savior. I'm not your savior. He's your savior. God just gave me this, this opportunity to, to encourage the saints, to, for them to grow in the Lord. So I want us to really catch what God is talking about today. And, the, and as we've been going through these series, man, God has really been um, impacting my life as well. And today, the thought I have for today that I really want us to understand is this. Burning the bridge. Burning the bridge. Anybody remember the, the old nursery rhyme, London Bridge is Falling Down? London Bridge, which is very much a very, it's, it's kind of chaotic and very much um, graphic for kids. But we, we, we said it when we were growing up. London Bridge is falling down, falling down. Super depressing. But it was the concept of this bridge burning down and it's falling down in London. It's in the name and in the words. But uh, God, I think I was on YouTube one day and like Coco Melon came on or something like that. And it was going, I was going to the town on London Bridge. It's falling down. And God is my witness. I'm not lying to you. Something dropped in my spirit. <laughs> God speaks to me in re- weird ways. Like there's some times where I don't have a series at all. And then it's like I'm doing the most random thing. God's like, that's it. And I'm like, God. Why am I not normal? Um, and uh, and it's, it's dropped in my spirit, and God said this to me. Spiritually speaking, we have built bridges to our soul that God has called us to for the bridge to fall in our life. We have built bridges to our soul where God has already freed us from, and he broke the bridge down. But spiritually speaking... We had put bridges up in our life that God has already removed, but it's convenient for us to build a bridge back to it because it makes it convenient for the situation we're dealing with now. Like that was the intro. We're going in now, okay? 
Because here's the reality. Today, I want us to learn to live in true freedom in Christ. And we have to stop. Let's have honest conversations with ourselves. We have to stop playing with God's purpose in our life. We have played games far too long. We have dabbled with stuff far too long. And God has a purpose for your life. But you have built bridges back to things that God has already removed in your life. And when we start building back, we can't ever move forward. And God has called us to, as, as, as people of his own possession. So whenever we build bridges back to things that he freed us from, we're saying, God, I am not walking and I'm not accepting the authority you have in my life. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who've called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. When we add bridges back to the things that are holding us back, we are living less of a life that God has called us to live. So in return, we attach our lives to things that gives us satisfaction and belonging for a moment, but always falls short and is leaving us empty and searching for more. Can I tell you today that we need to burn the bridges in our life? We need to burn the bridges in our life. In culture, you ever heard the saying, never burn a bridge. Never burn a bridge. I mean, when it comes to jobs and everything, like don't leave a, a job the wrong way because you never know when you got to see that person again or there, there might be an opportunity again. I'm here to tell you that's the worst spiritual advice ever. In jobs, in other, don't burn a bridge. I understand that. But in, in, in spiritual aspects, it's, it's a worse advice because the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 36, so who the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. So if we're worried when God frees us and we go back to these things, the question I ask you truly, and I'm not coming at you, I'm not coming to, to deny what you felt in that moment, are you truly free? Can I pose this question? I'll give you a truth bomb today. Maybe you weren't truly free. Maybe you're just playing a part. Because true freedom doesn't build bridges back to things that set you free. Yes, we struggle. Yes, we, we, our past creeps up back in at times. Yes, we're not perfect. But if you're intentionally reaching back, you can never reach forward to the true freedom that God has for you. We have to burn the bridge. See, in the Bible, it talks about, especially when the Israelites were leaving Egypt and there was these locusts, there was these, um, there was these plagues that were happening, right? I mean, locusts and, and you know, water turning to this and all these plagues were happening. There were, there were physical demonstrations of things that were, that were hindering them from moving forward, right? Or in that season that, that Egypt had to go through so they can be set free, right? So spiritually speaking, we are dealing with plagues still here in our world now. There might not be physical plagues, but they're eternal plagues that if we do not notice and we do not handle, it's going to plague our life away from the purpose that God has for it. 
Because each and every one of us has a purpose. I do not care what that person spoke to you years ago. I don't care what that opinion was before. You have purpose. If you have breath in your lungs, you have purpose that God has put you on this earth for. But there's things that are trying to plague us from really entering into that purpose, spiritually speaking. And I'm here to declare some things in your life. It's time to burn the bridge and take a one-way ticket to freedom. Who wants to live in freedom today? The true freedom that God has for us. The freedom that is past our understanding, that is past our feelings. Who wants to be free today? I, I need you to speak. Because sometimes you have to speak to that mountain for it to move. The first thing that I feel like it's really hurting our generation, our younger generation, our generations of old, that we need to burn that bridge. We need to, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you today. This is tough. This is going to be, you better put your steel-toed boots on. Because we all have deal, dealt with this in one part of our lives. And this is the plague that the enemy uses for us to not truly walk into the confidence and the purpose that God has for us. Number one is this. A plague that, is, that, is, that we need to burn, a bridge that we need to burn is insecurity when God has called us to live with godly confidence. Everything around our world now is insecurity. And I'm not downplaying it. Please do not hear me. Don't put me on YouTube or anything like, oh, this, this pastor doesn't care about people. Yes, I care about people, but guess what? Let's deal with it. Let's not play patty cake with it. Let's not just throw a scripture on it. Let's just not just, let's actually deal with these situations. And insecurity, if we don't burn the bridge of insecurity and how God has viewed us, we're never going to live in the freedom of God. Why do we deal with insecurity uh, in our walk with Christ? I'm not only talking about insecurity with yourself. I'm talking about our walk of Christ. God has given us a power and God has given us an authority that we need to walk into. But we can't walk in with that authority because we're insecure because we don't know who we are. And the reason why we don't know who we are, can I tell you this, is because we're putting the wrong armor on. We're putting the wrong armor on. The Bible calls us to put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God. The breastplate. The belt. The shoes. The armor is, but sometimes we look at this because it's hard to live in peace at times. It's hard to live righteous sometimes. It's hard for, to not deal with these mind games. And we, we put different armor on, and we're wondering why we can't walk in the authority that God has for us. Because we're putting on the wrong armor. And in reality, sometimes we look at the armor of God that he told us to walk in each and every day as a weight and not a confidence that we need to live by. It's hard to live in peace. It's hard to live a righteous life. It's hard to, to deal with this. It's hard. It, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Life is hard. But when you put the wrong armor on, you will not truly walk in the purpose that God has for you. You know what kind of armor we put on right now? The wrong armor is this, the armor of social media. I need my likes. I need people to see me. And if they don't like me, if they don't put the little heart button, then I feel insecure. And then when I feel insecure, I can't really walk out to the purpose I want. Then I'm going to other things and doing other things and going to other people and everything. Because you are putting the wrong armor on. You're getting your validation from a like and not from the one who loves. How about the armor of relationship? You You can't handle a relationship because you don't know who you are. 
You're trying to get your validation from a person and don't even know who the person that made you. You're putting the wrong armor on. How about the armor approval? Oh, my dad didn't love me. I understand. It was trauma. But guess what? You have a father that loves you. Can, can you go there? Can we live in, in, the, in, in what we used to? Yes, it, it's trauma. Yes, you need counseling. Trust me, half of us need counseling. But when counseling becomes your God, it's a source, not a resource. It's not, it's not the source. It's a resource. How about the armor of guilt? You can't even be happy because you guilt your way out of being happy. Because of your past. And in, the, and in in a way, your past becomes your comfort. And it might be a very chaotic comfort, but at least you have control. Yeah. And you don't want to give it all to God. Because guilt, the armor of your past, the armor of shame, the armor of hopelessness, the armor of fear. You can't walk in true freedom because you're, you're stuck with fear in life. We put on the wrong armor and trust those things without, and we, and it gives us, a, it leads us into a false confidence. And we wonder why we live insecure in the ways of the Lord is because we're armoring up wrong. We need to burn the bridge of insecurity and walk and accept the freedom that God, and, and the confidence that God has for us. Some of us do not like to walk in freedom because we don't know what freedom is. We have been so trained to not live in freedom, even in pulpits like this. We speak freedom, but then we put people in bondage. Come as you are, but don't wear this. Oh, you're accepted here, but not with that. Oh, you, you, it's, like a, it's, it's like heaven in here, but everybody's white. It's like heaven in here, but everybody's black. Uh, it's too much. Thank you. Because we, we are called to live free, but we put bondage around our circles in Christianity because we don't know how to live in true freedom. But when we walk in the confidence that God has for us and the true freedom that God has for us, man, nothing can stop us. The gates of hell itself can't stop us. Imagine the people in Israel and all the, when, when the Bible was written, they didn't have patty cake Christianity. They didn't have patty cake faith. These people were at the brink of persecution and they wrote some of the most encouraging words for us today. And now we're walking around as Christians and we're like, oh, everything's bad. Oh, the gas prices. Out of the abundance of the mouth, it speaks within your heart. We have to walk in confidence. I know culture is crazy. I know the world is crazy, but I also know who my God is. And when I walk in a different kind of confidence, when I walk in a different kind of freedom, the circumstances around me do not dictate my feelings. My feelings are dictated by the God that never ends, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I serve a God that brings freedom in our lives. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6 says, 
So we are confidently saying that the Lord is my helper. I will not what? Fear. What can men do to me? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which is a great reward. For you have, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. If that's not a drop the mic verse, there's nothing there. But sometimes in church circles, we have not walked in confidence because we walk in confidence in the flesh and not in the spirit. There's a difference. Walking in the flesh, the confidence is in me. Walking in the spirit, the confidence is on him. Because what he does. Yes, I can do a bunch of accolades and I can, I can grow so much things here on this earth. But it's not because I did it. It's because he graced me to do it. So that's when we're walking in godly confidence. When you think that you've done it, you become your own God. But when we say, hey, what I have and what I don't have, I'm still confident in the Lord. It says it right there. He sets up the promise for us. Burn the bridge of insecurity. It's a lie. Stand firm on the Lord and walk in the freedom and the confidence that, that you know who he is and what he's doing in your life. Burn the bridge. Do not come back. Number two is this. Something that is plaguing our life and that we need to burn the bridges. The bridge of FOMO when God has called us to live and to wait on him. Everybody's like, what's FOMO? Everybody's like, all the boom, uh, baby boomers are like, FOMO? What is that? FOMO is where the hip kids, you know, they say is this, the fear of missing out. The fear of missing, and everybody's like, oh, makes sense. The fear of missing out. When you think that where you are is not good enough, you tend to jump to feelings that are not directed by God. And we leave with the spirit of fear of missing out and are not content in the Lord. There's a story in the Bible in Joshua chapter 7, verse 1. There's this man called Achan. And this was at the, wall of, the walls of Jericho. Everybody knows the walls of Jericho. They went around seven times. The walls came down. But this is in the moment when the walls came down and God calls the people of Israel to go into Jericho and just destroy everything. Like take all, the, take all their possessions and everything and it has to go to the house of the Lord. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, God didn't want this thing to creep back up. You know, like when God sets free, guess what? It's free indeed. I mean, it ain't free, you know? So the, the reality is Achan is part of this this crew that is going into this town and taking all the possessions and God gave him specific instructions to take everything and to put it at the temple and, and that's where it needs to be stored. But Achan had a little bit of sticky fingers because he saw a possession and he stashed away a little bit of gold and after the, the, the battle of Jericho being won, there's a battle of Ai that came that comes next and ai was a small town that they could have conquered in like 20 minutes but they were losing why because somebody had the spirit of fear of missing out and started stashing stuff that they should never stashed up 
So we go here in Joshua chapter um, 7, verse 10 and 12 says, in verse 10 it says, stop lying, there, stop lying there on the ground and get up, God tells him. I said, everything in Jericho belongs to me, and, I had, and it had to be destroyed. But the Israelites have kept some of the things for themselves and stole from me and hid what they took. Then they lied about it. What they stole was supposed to be destroyed, and now Israel itself must be destroyed. I cannot help you anymore until you do exactly what I have said. That's why Israel turns and runs from the enemy instead of standing up to them. Holy crap. That's that's crazy. Because here's the thing. They're supposed to win this battle easily. But because one person had the fear of missing out, instead of saying, hey, God can take care of it, let me just stash some things aside. Nobody's going to know. Nobody will figure out. And you start stashing. How about this? Nobody would know I have this side relationship. I mean, it's a burner phone. How are they going to figure out? Nobody knows when I'm dealing, I'm watching this, or I'm hearing this, or I'm dabbling in this. Nobody knows if I go buy a little bit of that. But in reality, you're holding back yourself and generations from truly entering into the promise of God. You understand it's not only about you. I don't care who told you. I don't care what, what kingdom you put around. What you make a decision not only impacts you, but generations that aren't even alive anymore. Not yet. It's a generational thing. God has a promise. But is it God had, God had a promise of, to these Israelite people of a land filled with milk and honey. I mean, these things were beautiful, but they decided, Achan decided that that wasn't good enough because I can't see that yet. I'm going to stash what I see now. When you stash a piece of gold, when God tells you to destroy it, don't expect to walk in the land of milk and honey. And you can come in here, put on the face. Listen, I can, do, I can be the best Christian on the outside. But what are we stashing on the inside? And the way that we truly walk in freedom is exposing the gold. Man, this is hard. But when you expose it, there's nowhere else for the gold to go. And yeah, it might be a season of you trying to figure out and kind of a little embarrassed about the gold. But here's the reality. It's not worth the, the it was not worth you stashing than you really walking into the promised land. Feelings, impulse, a mute of our ear to God's word and God's voice dictates our promise and we settle in spare pieces of gold and not walk into the promise that God has for us. I told you this before and I'm going to tell you again. Grass might be greener on the other side, but it probably isn't your grass. It's probably not your grass to eat. I know it looks better over there. 
I know that relationship looks better over there, but have you submitted it under God's authority? I, I know that all these things that, you know, for a moment, I know my life is chaotic, my brain's chaotic, and, and I go to this drug just to relief for a little bit. But guess what? You have made that drug your God. I know a little bit, it's just a little bit of, uh, of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, I get that, you know, and the Bible doesn't talk about drinking and all this stuff. I get it. But, but when you go to that before you go to your word, it's a God and it's an idol. We have to burn the bridge of fear of missing out because it's killing the promise that God has for you. It might be a longer road, but it's the road that you need to take that leads you into the promise that you truly want. How do we do this? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways submit it to him and he will make your path straight. Let's burn the bridge of FOMO in our life. Number three. We have to burn the bridge of attention. When <laughs> burn the bridge of attention from others when God is called to be secure in him. Do <laughs> woo, Do not be an attention seeker of others because you might not like what you get. might not like what you get i see it all the time i was a youth pastor before i was a lead pastor senior pastor old pastor whatever you want to call me and i see it all the time in our generation with young adults young teenagers and it's creeping into old people now <laughs> let me post this and i might not be showing my full body but it's just enough to get a little bit of attention. Let me post my highlight reel while in the background my life is going crazy. Because I want people to see me in a different light. But when you try to get everybody's approval it's going to leave you empty. And we seek attention in so many other things. And we feel gratified and satisfied for a moment. But guess what? That moment's going to fade away. And you're going to find yourself trying to seek attention other ways as well. So when we draw our attention from things that leave us with false security, when God is the ultimate security in our life, we lose focus. He, in the Bible, calls us, it calls that he is the anchor for our soul. He's the security that we need. And when we draw to him, all false security and emptiness goes away because we are on the solid rock. We're in the solid rock. He is our security, not the attention and not the, the things of, of, of around us. When you attach your life and your roots on seeking attention from others, from a workplace, from this and that. Listen, I'm not saying to live this life secluded in a bunker somewhere and not like, like when people say some nice, nice thing to you. Encouraging words are good. But when you can't function 
without an encouraging word, you're not rooted in Christ. Because he is the anchor for my soul. He is the one that I build my security. It says David, it says in the word of God when David said, listen, everything might pass away, but you are the one that sustains me. Other may perish. Uh, other may talk about me. Other, But you are my solid rock. And in a way, that should come for us. Because when you're going by things that are just going by the wind and going by the next trend and going by the next thing, you are never going to be stable. And you're wondering why, like, why am I feeling this? And why am I doing this? And why am I buying this? It's because you haven't built on the solid rock. He's not your anchor to your soul. An anchor holds, holds a boat in place. <laughs> but that doesn't mean the boat doesn't sway sometimes, right? The, the anchor's still there. Well, the boat's going to go a little crazy sometimes, but it's not going to drift away because it's anchored. Do you understand what I'm saying today? I'm saying that life is not going to be roses and butterflies. You're going to be swayed sometimes. Things are going to hit. But when you're anchored in Christ, you're not going to be drifted away. You're going to be solid. You're going to return to the place where you stood and say, God, accept me into your kingdom. God, I confess my sins to you. He anchors you back to him. But when you draw your anchor on things that are not really going to catch, you're going to be swayed this way, and then you're going to anchor again. Then you're going to be swayed this way, and you're going to be able to put the solid rock. Man, you are anchored on something that is true. I'd rather be anchored in him than the anchored of, of the attention of others in my life. You need to speak. You can come here. You can. Sometimes you need to act a little crazy. You need to speak to your situation and tell your situation, I am anchored. Because life is going to come and tell you in your ear and in your face that you are not solid. But you have to have the authority and the confidence that God has already put in your life and said, I am anchored. When, the, when, when thoughts come to my head, I am anchored. When, when situations around, I am anchored. You got to speak to your situation and said, and say, I am solid. I will stay secure in him. Psalms chapter, and how do we do, how we stay secure in him? Psalms chapter 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord I have set the Lord away, uh, always before me because he is my right hand and I shall not be shaken. You got to set the Lord before you in everything you do. When you're looking for that job, that job situation, hey, put the, set the Lord before you. Pray about it. When you're looking for a relationship, I'm not saying to be a cat woman and, and like have 17 cats and then be by yourself. No, 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 no. But have you put God before you? This is not, like, I'm not probably telling you something that you haven't heard in your church circles forever, but I'm here to remind you that he is still an anchor. That you can walk in confidence in him. 
that you can walk in confidence in him. We have to have the honest conversation with ourselves, church. And we need to burn some bridges. We need to burn some bridges that we have actively tried to build up back to a place where God has freed us from. Like you have to come to a place where enough is enough. I will take every, every thought captive and submit it under the Lord. I will take every feeling captive. Uh, as for me and my marriage, I'm going to take this thing and we are going to work. We are solid. As for me and my family, we are solid. You got to speak to sometimes situations that do not identify by why you're speaking, but by why you're speaking is faith in the middle of that. And you're going to walk out the promises that God has for you. Speak to that thing. Get mad about that thing. We can't be like, hey, you're going to be okay. No. There's an enemy trying to fight for your soul. There's an enemy trying to fight for your family, for your kids, for your thoughts, for your health, for every part of your life. And you're over here being all passive, being like, oh, I'm going to sprinkle the oil on it. But does the oil have authority? Does the prayer have authority? You have the authority to look at your mountain and say, you, mount, you have to be removed. You have to look at the situation. As for me and my house, I know we're fighting all the time. I know we're dealing with this, this um, health situation. I know we're dealing with this financial situation. But as for me and my house, we will. Will is an action word. We will serve the Lord. Stop building bridges back to things that God has called us to live free from. And when you do that, you can truly see and activate and walk in the true freedom that God has for us. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. From, from freedom, freedom in Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. You are free. Stand firm. There's, sometimes your freedom is just standing. God, I'm just gripping here. I'm just trusting you in here. God, I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know how I have to feel. I don't know what, but I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to get into community. I'm going to go to church. I know that bed seems a little bit comfortable, but I'm going to get up because as for me and my life, as for me and my house, I will. Somebody got to have an I will spirit in their heart. I will. For freedom, we got to stand firm. And do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Be free today in Jesus' name. Be free today in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Burn the bridge. I have given you the lighter. I have given you what God has called. It's time for you now to walk in that freedom.
we could do something. Wasn't that an amazing message? If you'd like to help partner with us to push this mission forward here in Lakeland, Florida, you can go to axioschurch.com and in the giving tab, you can give a one-time donation or a reoccurring gift. We are so thankful for all of you that have decided to join us this morning and meet every Sunday, and we can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, turn on your post notifications, and make sure you're tuned in to everything that Axios Church has to offer.